Well, um, y'all know who I am. I'm Wendell. I'm living loved by Jesus, trying to figure out what that looks like um, in the passing years, senior years. I'm uh, recovering from spiritual and emotional abuse, addiction to uh, food and work and control, and uh, had issues with porn, alcohol, rage, panic, and depression. Uh, right off the bat, kudos, thanks to Pastor Laura. This morning at the beginning of her message, she helped me understand my addiction to work. And I'm not joking. I'm, I'm dead serious. Um, can, I, can I steal a little bit of your thunder? Just has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about tonight. But um, if you have a, if you have a, uh, and I wondered if you heard this too, because Gary and I have had this conversation a lot, but our addiction to work. And when you work and you're working to achieve a goal and you have little victories, little accomplishments, it's, you get a shot of dopamine. I didn't realize that. You get a shot of dopamine, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's like a drug. It makes you feel good. And have you ever noticed, and, and she asked this question, and when she did, it was like, oh, shoot, she's talking about me. Have you ever noticed that when the project is completely done, there's this little feeling of depression, of uselessness, like, I don't, I don't have any, who am I anymore? And so it, it helped me realize I've got a lot of soul searching to do on that one. I've got a lot of soul searching. So when I say uh, I, I'm recovering from addiction to work, I'm, I, you kind of gave me a handle on that. And so I've got something to kind of think about and work with on that one. Cause, uh, and, I, and I think there's several of us here who probably have that addiction. If it's not addiction to work, it's addiction to purpose. It's addiction to accomplishment. It's addiction to, what did you say when you, the day after it's... Uh, Success hangover. I love that. So when, you, when the job's done, you wake up the next morning with a success hangover. I love that. I'm like, I've been there, done that. I know what that feels like. So thank you so much. That was good stuff. Um, I don't have anything really profound to say tonight. This is still kind of raw and it's kind of cutting edge for me. And so it's not polished and pretty. And, and so if you've got questions or you want to jump in and, and help me out, do it. We're podcasting, but so what? We, people are used to our silly podcasts on, on Pathway. But there's been, a, there's been kind of a theme, uh, and it really was ramped up last weekend, because last Sunday morning at Greenwood, um, I played drums in two services, so I was there for six different stories. In the first service, they had three different sets of stories. Sometimes it was an individual, sometimes it was a couple Karen shared. Uh, you know, I don't know if anybody else here shared, but anyway... Um, and then the second service, the same thing happened. It was, it was like, wow. And, and this morning's sermon was wow. So it wasn't like, let's have stories every morning. The sermons are great. But I realized there's something that stories do that nothing else can do. That you can't accomplish through a lecture, through a sermon, through a book, through a video series, through anything. You can't. There's just some, there's some kind of power in, in story. And I'm, and I'm supposed to be, you know, playing in the band. We interspersed the, the stories with, with a song. And I'm, supposed, and I'm like wiping my eyes and, and trying to, because it was so moving, so gripping to hear the stories of people. And then we come that night and Kelly interviews Allison. Oh, my gracious. Just, girl, <laughs> she knows I love her. The story, just, I was just like, oh, Wow. I knew there was a reason I loved Allison, and now I know even more because of 
what she's been through and what she, you know, what it's taken to get her to this place who she is today. And then I started realizing that, okay, this is where it gets personal. Then I started realizing that I've devoted most of my life, and there's nothing wrong with this. I think this is essential and good, but not when it's at the detriment of story. So I've spent most of my life dealing with concepts and doctrines and theologies and ethics and morality and, and theories. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, I went to college and I went to seminary and I studied and I read and I wrote papers. And, I, and then when I got in the ministry, I would find these concepts and I would think this concept's just going to rock their world. And I would share this concept and I'd look at it and these faces would be like, I think, okay, that not so much. <laughs> that concept didn't didn't do what, you know, and so I and I'm so slow that I just kept doing it for year after year. I kept sharing more and more concepts and more and more, but I studied this scripture and I found this and it's it, you know, and it's so interesting and intriguing and to, and, and I'd look at it and I there were no handles there. Everybody was just like But if I shared that same concept, the same doctrine, whatever in a story, a real-life story. This is something that happened to person A with person B. or so. This is what happened in so-and-so's life. Then all of a sudden, you could tell this connects. It happened with the story of the Olympian this morning where Laura made her final point. It's like, oh, my gracious. Story of forgiveness, story of reconciliation, story of grace, story of just powerful story. And I, I won't tell you what the story but You'll have to go and listen to the... Is it podcast? I hope it is. It's recorded. Okay, it's somewhere out there in, in virtual land. Such a good story. But I, start, I started to realize also, and this is why I'm saying this is a little rough around the edges because I've really not thought it through, but um, I ain't scared to process stuff in front of y'all anymore. I used to be. I like, no, it has to be slick and polished before you get in front of people. I actually find out that a group brings out the truth. That as I stand up here and talk, you all bring out the truth. It's weird, weird how this happens. If, you don't, if you're not afraid to fall flat on your face, then you go out ahead and just kind of share some stuff, and, and lo and behold, you, you find truth. That's what happens when we share in groups our, our, our stories. But we live in such an absolutely divided culture now. We live uh, in uh, the, the big church, you know, the big C, not just even the United Methodist Church, but the big church in America, is so radically and drastically divided right now. It's shameful. It's sad. Politically, we are so divided. Economically, we're so divided. Racially, we're so divided. And and I'm asking myself the question, why? And when I start doing the math, and you correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I start doing the math and I think, a big part of the problem is that we're not telling and listening to story. We're not listening to each other. I want to know what you believe instead of who you are. That, that's not where you start. We, 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 so what what you believe? So what how you vote? So, how, so what how much money's in your bank account? Or what kind of car you drive? What kind of house you live in? So what? Those kind of things are divisive. The, you know, think about it. Those, those kind of things tend to divide us. But when we sit down and we start to tell our story, this is where I came from. This is part of what made me who I am. How about you? 
you know, tell me some of, of your story. Then, then stories begin to bring us together. And that's why I think that we have this weird, crazy, because we have Republicans and Democrats in here. We have black and white. We have gay and straight. We have people from, we have Catholics, and we have people from all different uh, theological backgrounds, you know. And it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It's because we're, our connection is not based on a common doctrine or a common voting record or a common... It's because our connection is based on story. That we, we, we share our story, we listen to each other's story, we respect each other's story, we value each other's story, and, and kind of in a, in a way we fall in love with each other. Not romantically maybe, but we fall in love with each other because of our stories. Our hearts are knit together because, because of our stories. Not everybody, not everybody wants to share their story. I'm going to go way out on a limb here. But I think everybody needs to. That's why I lost you, right? <laughs> I think everybody needs to share their story. Maybe not up front. Maybe, maybe not in front of a bunch of people. But I think... There's something that happens when we hear ourselves tell our story. When I hear myself tell my story. And so some of us, not all of us, but some of us, I think, I'm really crawling out on limbs. I'm not going to, I don't like this word, but God has appointed, called, invited. Okay, invited, that's a better word. Some of us, God has invited to be story listeners. Not storytellers, but story listeners. And, and, and with practice, you, you get good at helping people tell their story. Not in front of a crowd, but just one-on-one. -on -one. You know, tell me about yourself. Where'd you come from? What do you like to do on your off time? What do you like to do? You got any kids? Got any grandkids? Talk, you know, and, 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 and some of us are invited and gifted to be story listeners. Not everybody is, but it, it's a, it's a uh, I always feel so honored, and Matt's alluded to this too before, but I always feel so honored when somebody trusts me with their story. I feel so, so, wow, you would, you would share, or to be in a group where somebody shares their story, or even like on a Sunday night here where people share their story. I felt so honored Sunday to hear Allison's story. I felt so honored last Sunday morning to hear these people who got up and I felt honored that, that they would bless me with their story. So when you, when you, if you, if you consider it, okay, well, that's a new job. I need to take that on in the kingdom. Probably you're not the one to do that. Just if, if you think it's, yeah, that's something more I need to do. Now he's probably, probably not something, but if, if you've got this, if you've got this sacred curiosity, not a nosy curiosity, not a gossipy curiosity, but if you've got this sacred curiosity that's kind of burning inside you and you say, you know, I really, I've never really gotten to know so-and-so. They, they have a look about them. And I thought, I'd really like to know where they're coming from. It's a sacred curiosity. And so you start to talk to them and you start to ask questions, but you don't so much interrogate them or investigate them. You don't use that tone. It's more of a curious tone. 
And you're not looking for, I think Alice and I had this conversation sometime subsequent after last Sunday night, but you're not looking for reason, places you can agree or disagree with them or places where you can walk away and say, well, nah, no, nah, I don't go with that at all. You're not looking, you don't go into it looking for that kind of thing. What you're doing is going in, I'm looking for beauty. I'm looking for unique. I'm looking for awesome. I'm looking for, uh, I've never seen that before. I've never known a person like that before. See, you go in with a completely different tone. You don't have a little checklist. Okay, well, I agree with them on 10 points. Five, I don't. Eh, that, that relationship's going to be iffy. Really? Instead, you go in saying, you know, I've noticed this about you. Tell, tell me, where did that come from? Where did you learn how to be so caring or how to be so... If anybody should be good at this, it ought to be us. Because we do this on a pretty regular basis without knowing it in our small groups. We, our rules have taught us to be good listeners. I hated those rules at first. Three to five minutes and everybody else shut the you-know-what up and listen to so-and-so. Like this, no, you can't, in, you can't say anything? Nope, you can't. Nope. That three to five minutes belongs to them. And so suddenly the person who is sharing realizes I own this three to five minutes. The whole room is respecting me right now and whatever I want to say is being listened to, valued, and respected. So it does that. It accomplishes that. But for everybody else, okay, I don't ask for show of hands. I'd just be curious. You don't show hands. Just wink or do something. But how many are better listeners now than they were before they got in recovery? I'm way better. And, and just because you have to be. You have to be. And, and everybody from our family is chatterboxes. And Robbie says, amen. <laughs> Bless her heart, what she puts up with. Seriously. <laughs> but but um, you're a better listener now, aren't you? I mean, it, it cured us of our... <laughs> it cured us of our Van Valen-ness. <laughs> uh, it, no, we're not cured, but it, it, it... Yeah, it just... So I really... I really think we're on to something. And here we are, this many, we started in 05. Here we are this many years in, and I'm just now, after all this time, realizing this is, this is a huge chunk of the magic. This is not just a little bitty piece of pathway. This is a huge chunk of, of what happens here and what's developed here And what's unique to us that the rest of the world is just hungry for? They want to, people want to be heard. Why are people so angry? Because they're being ignored and disrespected. We have a chance to listen. We have a chance to, you know, help them tell their story. So I don't, you know, I don't know how profound or great or whatever this is, but this is kind of where, every now and then I like to share with you where I'm at, because I'm, you know, supposed to be the pathway minister, and this is, this is my cutting edge right now. Is, is realizing that we have something that we can really develop here. It's already here, but we can develop and explore it and keep pressing into it. And now that I introduce all this to you, maybe, maybe all of you are like, Wendell, we know all this stuff already, but maybe you haven't thought about it. So by introducing this to you, uh, mull it around. Think about it. Tell me what you're thinking. 
and, and let's collectively work together, you know, to, to do what we do and, and do, it, do it well. I'm done. Go.